1: Hi, Kirby. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Angeles. All right, you guys, for those of you who have been listening, coming back episode after episode, thank you so, so much for tuning in. It means the world. But for those of you who are new to Los Angeles, welcome to the best hour of your week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Be sure to follow us on our socials to keep up with the latest beauty news and memes. Um, Our Instagram is at Gloss underscore Angeles, our Facebook group. Uh, you just have to search for Gloss Angeles on Facebook. And then we launched a Twitter account. So follow us there too at Gloss Angeles Pod.
2: On today's episode, we're chatting with a special guest. You've heard me rave about her and her products, and she's a big reason why I know so much about my skin and skincare in general. Her eponymous brand, Renee Rouleau Skincare, began 23 years ago. She's been an esthetician for 30 years and ever since has been a huge favorite of beauty editors and celebrities like Demi Lovato, our girl Lisa Renna, and Lily Reinhardt. You guessed it, Renee is here. Renee. Heavily requested, Renee, by the way. Aww. Absolutely. Yeah. Wanted you on the podcast. So we're so glad to have you. And we're going to be talking with her later in the episode about adult acne and so much more but first let's get into what's what's on on your your face (laughs) yay okay so renee every episode we do what's on our face we would love to know what's on your face but we'll get started just to show you kind of how it goes sure (laughs) sarah yes what's on our faces today? yeah we have we are wearing the same thing today um we are wearing
1: products from a new la-based clean beauty brand called tower 28 yep they are Absolutely adorable. They are cruelty-free, vegan, sensitive, skin-friendly, all under $30, which is incredible. Um, they're available available at
2: Credo Beauty and Sephora. They just launched on Sephora.com, and we're really excited to see them there just because we fell in love with this brand. Yeah. We learned a lot about it, and then we tried the products, and I have to say, I stan they're awesome. I um, also stand. So I'm wearing one of the blushes. It's a cream blush. I love a good cream blush. It's called Magic Hour. Um, and you can actually use this anywhere on your face, eyes, cheeks, lips, whatever. This is, Magic Hour is more of like a topy type yep. of pink. Uh-huh. I think it's a really beautiful blush. Yeah, I think it'll be beautiful for fall. Exactly. And then I'm also wearing um, one of their lip glosses, and it's called Chill. It's just clear. But one of the reasons why I really love Tower 28 is they're all but endorsed by the National Eczema Association. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the founder has eczema and she had been using a bunch of products that really weren't helping her skin at all. And she created this brand because of that and she has cleared up her eczema which yeah. is kind of amazing so but you don't
1: have to have eczema to use the product exactly and so i am wearing the luminous tinted balm in happy hour which is more of like a pinky yeah. rose color mm-hmm. um, and i also tapped used it on my lips cuz it is also a lip stain it's super creamy very hydrating yep um but i also topped that off with Fire, which is their lip jelly, which she told us the reason why she created these was because she loved the juicy tubes Juicy tubes, yeah, from, from back juicy in the tubes. day. Remember yes. those?
2: Yeah. This those. is like a updated chic version. Yeah. Clean, chic, fun. It's like a, the quintessential California brand, mm-hmm. which is why we love it. Yeah. Tower, like California tower
1: 28 is a tow, lifeguard tower in
2: Santa Monica. Yep. So. so if you live in Santa Monica, you know that you... Suggest to people yeah. meet me at this tower yeah. on the beach. So LA, so LA, uh, <laughs> Los Angeles approved. So that's yeah. what we're wearing. That's yeah. what's on our face. Renee, what is on your face?
0: So let's see. My morning routine is always my cleanser. I, when I, I'm traveling here to LA because I'm based in Austin, and so I use my my Renee Rouleau Rapid Response Detox Cleanser, which is my travel cleanser, just to keep my skin making sure it acts sane. I always use a toner leaving toner wet. I used moisture infusion toner. Um, Then vitamin C and E treatment, I always use vitamin C. And then my weightless protection SPF 30, which is a moisturizer with an SPF. And then after that, I put on Benefits Professional. Yeah. So I always use that. And I I recommend that to all my clients, but I'll use that in my T-Zone. And then for foundation, I use Laura Mercier's Radiance something or other. Is it the tinted moisturizer? No, it's oh, an actual it's, foundation. It's like an actual foundation. Yeah. That's Radiance awesome. something or other. And then lately, I've been, um, I have on Glossier's um, like their cream shadows. Yeah. So yeah. I think I forgot what color it is, but it's kind of you can kind of see it, kind of a. Like a little bronzy, yeah, yeah. Um, like the rose gold, the kind shimmery. Of one. Yep, yes. yeah, yeah. They look yeah, yeah. like test tube. tubes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love. Those. So I have them in all the colors, and I really like using those. And then NARS bronzing blush, and um, I've kind of been in a bronze look for summer. Yeah. And I can't remember what powder I dusted on, but anyway. But yeah, so kind of just going for a little Your summer glow. Yep. Yes, I'm always a big fan look beautiful. Of the rapid
2: response detox. Cleanser, toner, the whole yes. kit. And I just started
1: using your sunscreen, mm-hmm. hydrating, What what's the name of it? Weightless protection. The weightless SPF. protection, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yes. It, like, goes on so smooth and just blends into your skin, and it looks beautiful under makeup. So. Yes, and it yeah. doesn't pill up, which is Thank nice. Thank you for that.
2: Which is so nice. And here's the thing, like, you guys have heard me... Talk about Renee's products like I'm getting sent a paycheck or something. I just truly (laughs) have loved her products for so long. So when we're saying that we love these products, we're not just like kissing butt over here. We truly just love them. So Renee is the reason that I learned I had melasma. I don't know if you know this, but when I was like 24, 25, the first time I saw Renee, I. Went to get a facial with you. I was like, I'm determined to meet Demi Lovato's (laughs) esthetician. Like, I'm from Texas. I want to meet her. So I actually met her. I got a facial with Renee, and she looked at my skin and she said, "Are you on birth control?" Like. Right out the gate. And I remember just being so shocked that she even could kind of tell. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Because I don't know if you know this, but you have melasma. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm an idiot. I thought it was like self tanner I hadn't scrubbed off the right way. Like I was just like, Oh, it's just there, whatever. And she really let me know that melasma is a hormonal response. And sure. because
1: of you helping Kirby and Kirby saying this on our podcast, a lot of listeners have also figured out that they have melasma. Yeah, mm-hmm. they thought it was
2: just from the sun. And I'm like, the sun can make it worse, Yeah, but if you're on birth control, I mean, the minute I got off of my oral birth control, it cleared up mm-hmm. immediately. Right. And obviously I have it st- still because I am back on birth control. Got to control those babies. <laughs> <laughs> no babies happening. <laughs> we got a nar- to build. Uh, we- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like Renee is such a great resource. Um, she has her own personal account, but then she also has her brand account, and she is constantly giving people amazing information about their skin and your um, blog too is so full of information thank you. google the blog if you have a skincare question yeah. like half the time if i have a question about my skin before i text renee about it i will look it up to see if she has something that i can read first but renee for those that maybe aren't familiar with your trajectory can you tell us a little bit about how you fell in love with skincare
0: first of all thank you for all your sweet words i really appreciate it it's of always course. humbling um My, um, I think like most uh, beauty people, you know, we're we're just beauty junkies, right? We always just were into it. So when I was in the fifth grade, I'd bring my makeup to sleepovers and always do everyone's makeup. I was the first girl to wear makeup, just, you know. Just was always into it. But, but also my grandmother on my mom's side was a hairstylist and she used to own her uh, own hair salon, the, the powder puff beauty shop. Oh my gosh! And that's so, so as a child, I used to play in her rollers and hair nets and just be into all of that. And um, I also think seeing her as a single mother and a Um, you know, entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneur in the beauty business, making people feel good and look good. And I just always also remember how empowering it was to see a woman come in who was upset or sad about something and how much beauty could, you know, they get their hair done and how much beauty can transform them. And they walk out with a about, you know, a bounce in their step. And so that just had a big impact on me. And so I knew, um, I knew I was not wired for college and my, I've never been formally tested, but I think, you know, I'm, a little can't sit still, a little probably ADD, I'm sure. And so uh, um, I was just always super creative and I like to work with my hands. And so my mom suggested, she was like, you know, you've always been into your skin. Why don't you do that? And that was 30 years ago. So I never looked back. I'm, you know, once in a while I'm like, I sometimes get envious of people who've had lots of different jobs and tried different things. And I'm like, I, sometimes I feel boring because I'm like, I've done the same thing for 30 years. So actually a friend of mine, um, (laughs) she owns a restaurant and, um, I asked her if I could go wait tables one day because I didn't go to college (laughs) and I didn't have that college job of waiting tables. And so, and so, um, it was like a ramen noodle place. And so, but everyone's face is like a different job. No, 100%. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. But I went and waited tables one night. And it was so funny because the guy who used to run my blog, WordPress, he happened to be dining in there that night. And I went over to his table to take his order. And, and he's, he's like, like yeah, Renee? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Like, I thought your company was going well. Yeah, and I'm they're like, they're what exactly can I get you? Yeah, exactly.
2: But yeah. you know, I have to say, I love that your mom encouraged you to do this. Yeah. So, you know, a, a, I think a lot of people, if they told their mom or their parents, like, right, eh, I'm not wired exactly. Exactly. You're like okay honey yeah, you're going to call exactly. like we're right. going to figure this out yeah, so I yeah, think yeah, it's really yeah. awesome that she gave you the support that you needed. Yeah,
0: always always. And my mom was also somebody that used to get facials all the time and that was, you know, this was back, you know, mid, you know, early to mid 80s and to late 80s that she used to get facials once a month and I mean people didn't get really facials back then so she was kind of a pioneer in her own way. I think she just wanted me to be an esthetician so she, she could get, the get them for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Can we ask you who you're, how you got into the celebrity world of. Yeah. Facials. So what happened was, um, well, Jessica Simpson was my first client. No, she stopped. Yeah. Oh, are you
1: kidding me? I did not know this. Yes. Oh my gosh! Wait, back in like when she was like so, married
2: to
0: Nick Lachey days. No, oh. before, like that. before that. Before like, that, she like she was pastor's daughter singing yes, Christian music. One hundred percent. So this was back. I started uh, my company in Dallas with a skincare spa, and she was. So this probably was like ninety well probably 98 or something the she early was aughts. yes she was auditioning for Dawson's Creek
2: <gasps> what
0: yes fun fact Mind fun fact blown. do we know did we know this about Jessica
2: Simpson I, I don't know but honestly i can see it because i mean i remember i think i remember like all the behind the music and stuff like that like yeah. <laughs> She wanted to be famous. Right. Like, she wanted to... She sang in the church. Her dad was a pastor. Right, right, right. It was, like, a whole thing. And, and she, she was... She, like, didn't make it on the new Mickey Mouse Club. Like, everyone made it except for her. Right. That type of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jason. Oh, my gosh. That's I'm so a big fan of hers. Fun. Yeah.
0: So, so, she was having a lot of problems with her skin, as, like, you know, it's been reported that she has... But then she got the um, contract with Proactive Proactive. and then she had to stop coming (gasps) Mm -hmm. because now she, you know, was their spokesperson. Of
2: course. I know. And I I thought that's probably hard for you because like you probably work on so many people, but there's like a privacy thing, obviously. Like some people are just like, I don't want people to know that I have bad skin or that somebody works on me. And then there's the other part like, well, I would love to promote you, but I actually have a contract that Mm -hmm. would say otherwise. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Kind of crazy. So so well, so
0: then Demi Lovato has been my client for ten years and she was in Dallas, so I met her there. So I started giving her facials then, you know, 10 years ago. So that was, I think the first time I met her was, um, she was on tour with the Jonas Brothers for Camp Rock. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's been my client for 10 years. I just gave her a facial a couple nights ago. And then Lisa Renna was in Dallas Summer Musicals for Chicago, and she was stationed oh, in yeah. Dallas for like a month or something. And I met her in the green room when I was on TV, and she was there promoting the program. There was this text, good morning Texas morning morning program, so I met her there, and then, but basically, then Demi moved out to LA, and then Lisa's like, you know, you need to come to LA. I'll send you all my friends or whatever. So actually, I just gave Lisa a facial the other day too, and I looked back, and yeah, it was ten years ago that I started working with her. That's insane. So um, so so basically, between Demi and Lisa, they were out here, and they were like, hey, we can send you our friends, and I thought, well, maybe I should just kind of venture out there, and it's been probably. I've been coming out here probably for about seven or eight years now, yeah. And um, and I come out every, you know, depends, but every six to eight weeks I come just for a couple days. I don't take any new clients, um, so it's just kind of my regulars. But yeah, so it's kind of word of mouth. I'm, you know, careful about who I take. Like I kind of have a no diva rule. So when somebody wants to send me a celebrity, I'm like, okay, well. Tell me what they're like. Mm. Are they nice to work with? Because I've fired a few people before that really just were not how a you, fit. How I'll tell fire. you off air. How yeah,
1: f- uh, but like, how
0: do you fire a client? I just kind of. I don't actually like have like to breaking say up them. Up with someone? But, well, I kind of just <laughs> say like oh I can't get you in this time got it I you kind of just say, have to do like that it's like yeah. making yourself
2: unavailable yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. then make it kind of like what we do with events <laughs> and meetings we're like oh bummer can't make <laughs> I, are we horrible <laughs> no <enough? laughs> we just admit everyone that everyone does it okay. sorry it's not like it's just emailing like... Us, like so you're clearly avoiding us yes. Yes. great
1: okay so something you developed a long time ago that you were sort of known for is that you categorize skin into nine different types yes so and you have a quiz on your website that you can fill out so Can you touch on the different types
0: and like why you came to the number nine? So when I first became an esthetician, super excited I'm out of school I'm working at the salon and all, and we sold a skincare line and I knew that you know home care was a big part of caring for your skin and so I you know would give a facial and then at the, and then I'd start learning more about skin and I'm like oh wait a minute like this person doesn't fall into dry normal oily they have other things going on and then of course the skincare line was catered to that so I begged the salon owner to, to bring in a second line because I was like I need more than just two moisturizers here and two cleansers or whatever so she brought in a second line and then eventually a third line And so I was basically customizing the routine based on three lines, but I just learned quickly that it was, you know, you just couldn't put it into the, those cookie cutter categories. So when I started my company, I determined there were nine skin types. So I had already had seven years of experience. And so I created nine different skin types and they're very specific and very detailed in their descriptions. And to this day, it is very rare that i'm like you know what i, I sh- there should be a 10th like i it's v- like i nailed it there's really you know, very few times that I felt like I didn't get it right. Maybe what's your skin type number? Do you know?
2: I'm a nine. No, I think- right? No, I'm I a think, six. Yeah, you're a
0: six. You're, it's been you're so long since I've done it. Yeah. Oh,
2: really? Yeah. I thought it when I took it was a nine, but maybe I'm just confused because there are nine skin types. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been like probably years. Well, I think
0: what's happened yeah, too is I'm ask, your
2: skin like, obviously. If you look at me, like, can you tell what skin I have? Yes. Just by looking. Okay, Absolutely. so you think I'm a two? Yes. I so think you're a two. tell me what is a two then?
0: A two is I don't have all the symptoms in front of me but it's, I think the title is like oily combination, occasional breakouts, anti-aging. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's probably our most popular skin type because, you know, it's people that are in anywhere from mid twenties to mid thirties generally, and they still get breakouts, but they're concerned about aging, but they're, you know, it's like, most skincare lines, it's like, sorry, sweetie, you got to pick one or the other because you either got to dry it out or we're going to load you up with grease and oil. Totally. And so there's like kind of no middle. And well, so one
2: thing you did tell me when you're giving me a facial, cause I was we're going to get to inflammation in a second, mm-hmm. but you know, I was breaking out and I remember just feeling so defeated by it. And you're like, well, it's a good thing that you're breaking out. It's like good that you have these like oil glands that are still working. It'll help you in the long run. And I was yeah, like, things thank are active. God. Okay. Yeah. Things are active. I love,
1: I just want to say, cause I went to you for the first time this past weekend for a facial, which changed my life because (laughs) then I also learned what skin type I was. I just love how specific it is. Mm -hmm. So I looked it up here. So I'm skin type six, which is normal anti-aging. And then all the symptoms, there's like 10 of them, you know, but they all apply to me. Like uh, needs hydration without heavy oils or pore clogging ingredients, may have enlarged pores, mostly in T-zone, including blackheads, may have hyperpigmentation, wants to keep skin healthy and smooth, like all of these things. And I'm like, That's me. Yeah. That's me.
0: Yeah. Most Um, people, once I put them into a skin type and I read it through that, they go,
2: you know, it's magic. How'd you know? It's like a horoscope. Do you remember what? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Wow. And I wanted my language. And I want
0: to touch real quickly um, when you said, like, about you having acne and it's good that things are like that. I have a blog post titled, If You've Suffered from Acne, Consider Yourself Lucky. And the blog post talks about that the people who really have the best skin now are the people that had some trouble with their skin because guess what all through their teenage years they weren't people that could sleep with their makeup on you know they they formed good skincare habits and a lot of people who had acne have become estheticians now and so but those habits are formed so if you were somebody during your teenage years and and beyond you never had any problems like you're not really taking care of your skin because there's no problem to solve totally so Mm -hmm. people who have had a history of breakouts they are are so good about their skin and in the end, you know, they end up having the best skin because they're disciplined. Yeah,
2: I remember I broke out when I was 15 and I was like, we thought it was an allergic reaction or something cuz it just had never happened before. It was all over my forehead and my mom, um we went to the doctor and they put me on, you know, tetracycline yep. or mm-hmm. whatever it was and I've since had, you know, long discussions with Renee while she's doing my face about how, like, I don't like to be on Mm -hmm. antibiotics. It's really a last ditch effort. One time I came back from Coachella and I had Acne Cosmetica, which I didn't know at first. I didn't know what it was, but it looked like little pustules. And I, she was in Dallas and, or Austin at that point. And I had sent her a photo and said, help me what's going on here. I have shoots all week. I was just at Coachella. And, and the reason why I, have said that I trust estheticians more than I even trust dermatologists is because she is going through, okay, where were you? Mm -hmm. What were you doing? What was the weather like? Did you change something? What makeup did you wear? She's asking every possible question to get to the root of what it could be. So did it have to do with like the sweat and the heat and your makeup? It was the wind from um, me wearing a a foundation that was liquid Mm -hmm. and had oil in it. And 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 it was the excessive heat and Mm -hmm. the wind pushing that product into my pore mm. and in making it inflamed mm-hmm. and she actually suggested at that point listen if you need it to go away quick go to the dermatologist and get on that antibiotic it will clear it up but moving forward Wear powder foundation in the desert, right? Um, and I have done that ever since she told me that four years ago, and I have never broken out in the desert at Coachella or at any music festival or any trip yeah. there since.
0: Game changing.
2: It's game changing. And so. I wrote a
0: blog post about it. Yeah, she wrote so a blog if, post. <laughs> she changed people. my name, yes. but it's me.
2: It's my face. You <laughs> yes. can see it. In I all think all its glory. if anyone
0: want, if any of your listeners want to look it up, if you go to my blog, which is blog. I think type in the word acne cosmetica, which yep. is C O S M E T. Ica yeah. and um, and you'll see it and you'll see Kirby's picture there. My
2: lovely little <laughs> my little
1: blemish field <laughs> happening on my cheek. And then where can people go to take the skin type quiz?
0: Um, ReneeRollo.com. Yeah, great. Yeah. We just redid. We just updated the quiz. Um, but yeah, so you can take the quiz. It's super fast and easy, and then um, it will put people into one of the nine skin types and then it will recommend our basic routine which is three products or essential which is six products or the complete which is about uh, 11 or 12 products or people can just kind of piecemeal it and get what they want but it really makes it easy for people because it it, you know they can start with just a couple products hey i just you know i'm new to your line i just want to start with a couple things great these are the three best products for your skin
2: i see a lot of new brands coming out where it's like they fill out a quick people are filling out quizzes and they're getting these personalized regimenes Now, and it's kind of interesting because I feel like it's definitely been modeled off of what you've been doing for so long. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Renee was a pioneer in this. (laughs) Um, okay, so we did talk about inflammation and how I had it. I've had it a lot. Um, so this is something that you like to talk about a lot on your Instagram, um, to me personally, to your clients. What is actually happening to your skin when it's inflamed, and like what kind of issues can it cause? Um, and how do you essentially put out the fire, as you'd like to say? uh, Yes, we always
0: talk about putting
2: the fire out. Kirby, put the fire out. Yes.
0: So, I mean, generally speaking, um, you know, particularly as it, as it, um, as it pertains to acne, acne is a skin disease of inflammation. And so the problem that occurs is that people are further inflaming it, right? They're using sonic cleansing brushes or facial scrubs, or they're putting, you know, acid toners or P50 on twice a day. And, you know, they're kind of, you know, anything that burns and causes the skin to get further inflamed, you're just aggravating it. So if the, you know, the, if the skin could talk, it's just like, Oh my God, like I'm already all riled up, like allow me to settle down kind of thing. So, so inflammation can be acne, inflammation can be redness, heat in the skin, um, general irritation. Um, and a lot of it stems from, Um, a damaged moisture barrier from things that are too strong or harsh. I have a great blog post on what a damaged moisture barrier is. Um, But generally... Calming the skin is always a good rule of thumb. I remember one one time I had a, um, I went, or when I first learned about this, I had a client that had acne and she had tried everything. And, you know, she told me everything she was doing, but her I could her skin just looked so inflamed. And I said, you know, why don't we just try to put the fire out and just give you calming things? And I didn't give her anything that was antibacterial or anything that was traditionally for acne. And her skin just cleared up so much. And uh, as a matter of fact, I have a, a great blog post i'll show you real quick but for my nephew same thing if you see this before and after did you ever oh, see that yeah. one I'm,
2: I'm obsessed with this it's awesome yeah I so remember when you showed me initially this was a couple months back when yeah. he was like first kind of getting started on it but he has acne mm-hmm. it's pretty inflamed and she put him on this regimen and it's it's cleared up significantly and, he,
0: and neither of the products actually were acne products how so old is he Um, 16. So if you type into blog.renaverlo.com, if you type in the word nephew, you'll find it, (laughs) but it's called (laughs) how to get rid of dry skin caused by harsh acne treatments. And Sarah, you can see this, but this is him when I first saw him and you can see it's so red and flaky and irritated. And then after three days I gave him my skin recovery lotion and my purifying face wash two products that's it neither of which were for acne because i didn't i was with him at a family reunion i didn't have an, anything else in my travel bag and that was after three days yep yeah. already so, calmed so down so again i know we're on a podcast no one can see it but you can well, read this on the, the blog link up. Mm-hmm. and then this was eight weeks later wow. so you can see all the dryness went away mm-hmm. his skin is acne all the gone. redness gone yeah. and he didn't even use one acne product But this was because his barrier was so disrupted because he had been on prescriptions, topical prescriptions, but his skin never repaired itself and it just stayed in that damaged mode. And so so a lot of times, you know, I'm analyzing people's skin to really see if the damaged moisture barrier is the problem and let's fix that first and then we can tackle the acne. But I would say that most, I mean, most all of my skincare products, especially because people are so... Focused on so much exfoliation these days. So, as I come out with new products, I'm always focused on barrier repair because naturally. People are just doing things that disrupt the barrier. So a lot of ingredients that help to kind of keep that intact. So
1: when I came to see you, I asked you why the right side of my face was a little bit more red than the left side. Mm. And you blew my mind because you told me you were like, are you left handed or right handed? And I was like, I'm right handed. And she was like, you're probably a little more heavy handed with your right hand. So you're like exfoliating your the right side of your face like a little bit more
0: Using more Uh, pressure. Using
1: more pressure than your left side. And I was just like, oh my God. So smart. And then you told me about that one client of yours who came to you and she was like, why am I inflamed or breaking out here, here, and here? She pointed at her cheeks and her forehead and then you asked her how she was applying her products and she dots it on those spots. So she's
0: putting like acids and retinol but she's dotting it and then rubbing it in so every night she's getting a concentrated amount in those three specific spots. Wow. So you should always, you know, massage it in your hands and then put a thin coat everywhere.
2: But isn't that like... It's fascinating. It's like so it's simple, just stuff that you, you
1: just don't,
0: don't think, think about. You would yeah, well, and that's think. what my blog is. It's all these little experiences that I've encountered with cust- you know clients through the years that are like you wouldn't get that from a dermatologist, right? They don't have enough time to have those conversations and that sort of thing. So. Exactly.
2: Right. When you're talking about moisture barrier and and how important that is. Mm-hmm. Can somebody look at their own skin and say, "Okay, I've really effed up my moisture barrier," or is it really something that an expert like yourself has to figure out?
0: That's a great question. I do have a great video on the blog about uh, what dehydrate dehydrated skin looks like, which is awesome. Which is awesome. It's so also on
2: her Instagram, but yes, you would have to search. You'd have to kind of you of have to go down. down. Yeah, yeah. But so it's I think if you
0: on the blog, just type in barrier and maybe it would come up, or dehydration maybe. Oh, I think it's in the of a blog post about the difference between dry and dehydrated skin yep. and I think it's in that blog post. Okay. But anyway, um but so that could be one video that kind of shows people, but generally speaking, if somebody is has acne or they have some underlying oil but they're also dry that could be a sign because you can't be dry and oily you know dry means lack of oil and uh or you know um oily skin doesn't ha- doesn't have or isn't dry and so you can't be both and so if somebody's finding that like they're breaking out because breakouts are all stem from oil. So, you know, you have oil there. Sometimes it's just not hitting the surface because you're using too, too many drying things. But, yeah, just anytime you're feeling dry and you don't really think you should be dry, that could be a sign.
2: Is your nephew an example of that where, like, he was breaking out and also super dry? Correct.
0: Okay. Yeah, his that was the underlying cause of his entire thing was that he had a damaged moisture barrier. Okay. And until we fix that, the skin could never yep. get to a healthy place. Okay. That
1: makes complete sense. Do you know what else I learned from Renee? What? I was like, I have really dry skin. I feel like I have dry skin. And so throughout the day, I will use a mist to like, you know, refresh my skin. And she was like, I don't like mists. <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh, just kidding. I don't like mists either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like mists, Renee? Well, First of all, you're, it actually, uh, when you had sent me a question to think about what my biggest, uh, the, the biggest mistake people make with their skin. Is so, it Miss? Well, no, no, no. But it, but it kind of goes into it. So do you want to go into this question first yeah. so can, yeah, let's we put it all together? So the question was,
2: what's the biggest skincare mistake you think people are making or what
0: is the biggest mistake they're making with their skincare routine? Right. So the biggest mistake, and we'll talk about the Miss thing in a second, but the biggest mistake is that people aren't getting their sunscreen game down right. Like like everyone's like, oh, what kind of vitamin C is best? Or should I use retinol during the day? Or I'm layering in these nine serums or I'm using a skin oil during the day or whatever. But like, no one's talking about sun protection, right? And, and it's like, they're more concerned like, you know, oh, 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 sunscreen. Oh, they do wear sunscreen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in my, it's in my foundation. So I have it in there. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to the vitamin C product. Like no one's like taking their sunscreen seriously. And so, and what that means is 78, you know, 78% of all premature wrinkling and things that you get is from incidental exposure, right? It's not because you're on the beach every day because most people just go on vacation once a while. It's, it's, any UV light. So when people go, oh, well, I'm not out at all during the day, does your face ever see UV light or do, do you live in cape? the darkness? Yeah. All, all and the time. Um, and people just, you know, they kind of still are stuck into thinking, oh, it's when I'm out at the beach or oh, I don't go outside, whatever. And But people really need to get that right. And so the problem when they layer too many products underneath a sunscreen is they the sunscreen may not be coating the skin very well, especially if you're using a chemical-based one, which really needs to kind of get into the skin. And yeah. if you've got six serums on underneath and an essence or whatever, you might not be protecting the skin as well. Um, you also, it should be in your moisturizer and then additional bonus. It can be in your, uh, you know, foundation or use some sort of mineral powder or just any powder, because this is, I have a blog post on, um, uh, the biggest mistake people make, um, is about They don't think of skincare. They don't think of makeup as a skincare product. Like most people, they come to me so they never have to wear makeup again. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I still want you to wear makeup because makeup is an insurance policy. Because all makeup, even if it's not tested for an SPF, um, they all it all has titanium dioxide in it, so it's acting like a sunscreen. And so, I mean, it's like so another layer, it's another o- yeah, it's on. another layer mm-hmm. of protection. And so, when Sarah mentioned about the mist, the problem with the mist is that she's diluting her sunscreen. And you're, not, I mean, everybody who's taking care of their skin, like if you don't get your sunscreen right, like all that effort and all, you know, what you're putting into it isn't working. So it should wow. always be about you know. how can I protect my skin from UV light? And it's it's also like even putting on a moisturizer with a sunscreen. Most people put it on their face and then whatever's left over on their fingertips, they carry down. Well, that's not enough. You, It's about applying it generously. So you have to find one that's lightweight enough that you can put a lot of it on and be okay with that. And so like my weightless protection SPF 30, you can apply a lot on and it dries to a matte finish. And so people are comfortable with it. But so I think the mistake is, is that people are just not paying attention enough to their sunscreen. And, and even if you do have like, you know, foundation with SPF in it, most people aren't wearing that much anyway. They're mm-hmm. putting just a sheer amount and then they're using their wet beauty blender yep. and that's taking half of it off. And so I just think that if people can't get sunscreened right, none of, you know, that's Doesn't just, matter. your other products aren't going to be able to work their magic. Totally.
2: I I think a lot of people, I've gotten this question a lot, like, okay, I am wearing a tint, or I'm wearing a, a moisturizer with SPF 30. Is that enough? And- for me, no. I like to put on sunscreen. Like it's not the added bonus. It's just like a straight up sunscreen. Correct. And then right. I add on the moisturizer with the sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, ne- I want the protection. Yeah, right. you need a layer. Um, but yeah. I think a lot, like to your point, So many of you guys are telling us like that you use this foundation that has SPF 30 in it. And it's like, I'm glad you're using SPF 30, but like, I'm not glad that you're only using makeup as your sole source of protection that is not going to help you. I just remember reading Allure magazines when I was a teenager and the first thing I ever learned was SPF 30 at minimum. So I feel really lucky that I've been doing that for so long. I mean, I have some of my best friends are like, should I start wearing sunscreen? I'm like, Oh my God, have I not taught you anything in life? And it's like, and
0: it's like everybody knows it, but like people just kind of, they still don't take it that serious. They don't think, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. No, I mean, I can't tell you how many conversations I have that people, it's just an afterthought, you know, they're way more excited about serums and all sorts of fun things like that. But it's like, you have to get that right. And that's why when, you know, also like, A lot of times people are like, oh, should I use my retinol during the day? Can I use that? And I think what's important to understand is you have to understand what your skin requires during the day. Your skin is out in the environment, heat, pollution, and all of that, and it's being bombarded with free radical activity, and it's all about protection. It's not about active, like repair ingredients, that's all your nighttime things. But during the day, your number one focus is how could I protect my skin from the environment? So that would be a vitamin C serum and sun protection. Like those are the two things you need. And I feel like people are layering on, you know, they're using an acid-based toner Well, you you don't need exfoliation like that in the morning to that extent, um, because you want to keep a little bit of protective cells on the skin. Um, so yeah. So people just, and, and during the day is when most of the aging is occurring because it is free radical activity is at its highest during the day and you're working out and that's increased oxygen, which is more free radical activity for the body. And so you just really want to get it right during, during the day. And okay. So, so
2: there's several takeaways then. Yeah. Mists will disrupt your sunscreen. Yeah. Cause it's going to,
0: it's going to dilute it.
2: It's going to dilute it your beauty blender might as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. Use your active ingredients, obviously for your nighttime routine. I say obviously, cause it seems like common sense, but I think a lot of us are probably using them during the day too. Right. Focus on the protection and the moisturizing in the mornings, mm-hmm. save all those active things like the exfoliating toners. If you use them at night and then don't worry about having like a 12 step skincare routine, especially in the morning, Correct. less is more. Correct. Great.
0: So what you should do after, because I use a beauty blender and I do, you know, I, uh, I dampen it and everything, but I'll, so I'll put my moisturizer, my weightless protection SPF 30 on, and then I'll put on foundation and then I'll dampen the, with the beauty blender, but then I'll go ahead and put a little bit of powder on top just because that gives additional, you know, sun protection.
1: And you were saying, because I asked you about your routine or what you do when you work out or when you go walk the dog outside, like mm-hmm. what do you do to your skin? And you said that you put sunscreen on, but then you also put powder on.
0: Well, so, sort if, of so if you just need to hop out in the morning and take your dog for a walk, um, like what I do is I just put on a regular pressed powder and I'll just put a ton of it on and just go outside because it's easy, right? It's yeah. like, or, or I'll do that also if I'm not going to be in the morning if I'm not going to be showering for a while and doing my morning routine, but I'm still going to be walking around the house and there's windows. I'll just put it, I'll just dust a bunch of that on and that's enough for to hold me over until I can do my morning routine. Great. And then like today um, it was kind of, my day off a little bit here in LA. And so I wore my my SPF and then I put on a, so mine has both chemical and physical, but then I like to put an additional physical on top. So I used Elta MD. Mm-hmm. They have their physical like little tinted one mm-hmm. and I layered that on top. So, I mean, I wore two sunscreens today. Love it. Okay, so you, you sort of already talked
1: about adult acne and blemishes, but I want you to talk about it a little bit more just because for those of uh, our listeners or people who just all of a sudden wake up 30 years old 26 year olds or whatever and are struggling with this adult acne and
0: they don't know what to do what is what is your advice like what should be their first step of action? So I see a lot of adult acne. I mean, having been an esthetician for 30 years, adult acne is, is at an all-time high. Uh, women are more likely to get adult acne than men because women's hormones kind of dial up with age where men's hormones kind of dial down. But this is a big problem. People that, you know, you know why we don't really know, but it's, you know, obviously some sort of hormone thing, environmental thing, who knows. But um, so the main thing that is in the, the, the challenge for people is when they're breaking out, they don't know how to handle it because now again when I talked about the nine skin types they're kind of left to like either all of a sudden toss out whatever they're using and now switch to some really drying routine and then they'll dry out their skin and then they're compromising their aging efforts and so so specifically I mean Some of the skin types in my line, as we talked about, like with Kirby, are geared toward that specific skin type. But I came out with a collection of products called Rapid Response Detox products. I have a mask. We just launched a new cleanser and toner. We also sell it in a kit. And I came out, you know, when I, you know, there are definitely products out there that can address kind of breakouts in a non drying way, but there, it's like a whole, you have to buy kind of the whole routine. And I feel like when somebody has a regular routine, I created a couple of these products in this kit to just swap out a couple products and then just use those until you can kind of get your skin back on track. And then when everything's clear, you set those three products aside and then go back to your regular routine. So you're not changing your whole routine you're not having to buy a whole new set of collection of all these things i i looked at it like just swap out your cleanser and toner with these two use you know swap out this mask we also have our triple berry smoothing peel in the kit but it's called rapid response detox kit but it's specifically for people that just need to sub something in temporarily to kind of you know because we don't know why you're breaking out but it doesn't matter you know i mean we would love to know why mm-hmm. but we may never figure that out so but these are the tools you can you know you can use to try to get it to go away and the main thing when i created those products is how can we address acne in a non-drying way so that you know salicylic, I mean, uh, benzoyl peroxide is great, but it really dries out acne. So it has some salicylic acid depending on the product, but it uses an Australian tea tree with a Manuka. So it's kind of this complex that has a antimicrobial effect on the skin and it has a five minute kill, proven kill rate of bacteria. So when you use it on the skin, particularly the mask, you only have to leave it on for five minutes and it reduces all, um, uh, takes off all surface bacteria. So it is, it's also this kind of complex is used also um, in hospitals with disinfectants to uh, clear staff. So it's been known to cl- clear staff, you know, to prevent that, but it does it in a non-drying way because we've added in a lot of calming agents and anti-inflammatory agents. Does so, it
2: have licorice root extract? Uh, Chinese
0: licorice. There we go. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I remember- Which is anti-puffy because, you know, it's, uh, uh, well, and here's an interesting little fact menstrual cycle breakouts, right? Why do people break out during their cycle? Mm -hmm. Well, what happens is because of the uh, hormonal shifts that occur right uh, they occur right before you get your your cycle starts you have more oil starting to come out but the skin gets puffier which is why it's like people's pants can get a little tighter mm-hmm. so there's puffiness in the skin and more oil is trying to push through the pore when the skin is puffy it narrows the, the pore because it's kind of squishing the pore so you have more oil trying to get through a pore and it can't get out as much so it's more likely to stay lodged in the pore and then and that's when uh, uh, the cycle can begin for breakouts. And so this particular mask, rapid response detox mask has anti puffiness agents as well. So it's trying to decide it's trying to help like prevent the skin from getting so puffy so the pores don't squish as much. Yeah. Um but it's a it's a great collection, but like I said, our rapid response detox kit is just here like anybody who's like renee I'm breaking out great and I say use this kit and then then when everything's fine they go back to it, but you can also use it if you know hey, I know I always break out around my period. So great, start using this like five days before or I'm going to be traveling and I know you know I'm going to this hot climate or I'm going to be eating all different foods or who knows what. That's kind of like the skin savior for people.
2: Yeah, I wrote about it on Pop Sugar when it first launched. Yes. It was before like the kit came around, right. the, when the we cleanser launched the mask. and all that stuff. It was the mask. And y'all can look it up. The article is, you know, if you have hormonal oh, acne, no, no, yeah. this mask is going to be your savior. I am actually breaking out right right now because I have a little bit of inflammation because I did go a little ham with my routine this morning and I knew it the minute after I did it because my skin kind of like had a little burning moment I'm like ah, crap okay I'm gonna break out and then I can feel it like right here on my cheek so I'm gonna go home keep it in the fridge you slap it on helps calm down the fire calm the inflammation I have recommended this mask I think to like every living soul I know and it without fail works for them if you if you're breaking out
1: so and you would a, put that on like let's say you have a big pimple let's say you don't have like breakout or acne you,
0: you would put it all over the face okay because it only addresses bacteria where there is bacteria but the truth of the matter is your skin is dirtiest at night um, they actually say that the face is the dirtiest part of the entire body because. We're touching our face all day long, stuff on our nails. I mean, like our faces, our hands are on our face. Like, I mean, people are always touching their face. And so it, it does like a total antimicrobial reset. But even if you're not really breaking out, it's super hydrating, calming. So people, it's like a great rosacea mask as well. So you don't have to have breakouts to, to use, use it, but it's just putting the fire out and it's sending a signal to your skin to behave. That's basically what it's doing. Oh Awesome. And then of course we have anti bump solution, formerly known anti-cis treatment. And yes. that's you know, I mean Kirby sung that praises for a long you know, <laughs> praises for a long time, but that's our number one bestseller, which is an alternative for people to try who typically have to get like cortisone injections for our cyst. Like I mean, if you even knew the thousands of people that have that saved for those hormonal cystic under the ground knots that just aren't traditional and don't come up to the surface i mean this product is it's our number one bestseller it's been our number one bestseller for years and it's uh it's like if there's ever a miracle product that is it so and she makes a chin
2: kit which i've talked about oh yeah the chin Oh, chin. Chin. i didn't know yes. that the chin kit includes the rapid response detox mask and the anti-bump right uh, because a solution. lot of, a
0: lot of the hormonal breakout that people get is chin and jawline. And so these two products are targeted. I mean, you can use it all over the face, but we put that together. Um, so people could just use it just on the chin area. Cause that's another thing too. If you only have breakouts on certain areas of, fa- of the face, you're kind of like, well, how do I use my skincare routine if I'm only breaking out on my chin and jawline? And so those two products specifically are used down there.
2: Awesome. Okay. We have one more question.
0: Yes. Okay. So, what advice do you have for testing out a new skincare product? New skincare product. Great. So, actually, when people order from our website, we have a packing slip that comes in it in with it, and we actually address that because that's a big concern with people. We suggest um, to people to introduce one new product a day, about every three or four days. That's ideal. Now, people when they order our products, they get excited, they want to try everything at once, but ideally, just one new product, uh, you know, at a time, and mainly, mainly because. Um, if something isn't agreeing with your skin you're more likely to know what it is and and the thing is because everyone's skincare journey it's all about getting to know your skin what does it like what doesn't what, what does it not like so if you're using five new products at night in your routine and you have a problem you're not helping yourself because you're going to go, oh, forget it. It's the, it. I can't use that line. Well, no, you might've been able to, but it could have just been that one product that didn't agree. And then of course, trying to figure out what that one product, what the problem was is a little hard as well, but yeah, you want to introduce slowly. So we always tell people, yeah, one new product every couple of days.
2: Would you say that's also the same for makeup too? Would you say like not just skincare, but yeah, if anything, new. Any, anything yeah, new,
0: anything cool. new and you know, more so if you have a history of having problems, right? If yeah. you're prone to sensitivity and breakouts, you have to be a little more careful, but yeah. So always just take it slow. Oh okay. man, that's so hard for us. I know. Cause we're, we're like, like constantly ah, trying I know. New our products job, all the time.
2: We have to kind of put our skin on the front lines for our job, but you know, we try to obey Renee. Yeah, Obey yeah. Renee. I actually have one <laughs> oh more. God, so I'm going to make that a tagline for <laughs> her. Hashtag obey Renee. Renee. Um, I have actually like a one final question that just came to my, my tiny little, head. <laughs> <laughs> tiny little my head. Tiny little head? My uh, tiny little head. It's not tiny. It's actually not tiny. Great hair. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you believe in purging? Like, do you believe that the skin
0: purges? I think it can for some people.
2: Okay. Do you think that... If you are trying out a new product and your skin appears to be breaking out and it might be a purge, that they should keep going with it? And if not, when should they end?
0: Great question. Mm. So, typical culprits of purging would be acid exfoliators. If somebody's not used to using an acid, leave on exfoliator. Um, and mainly because uh, your, your skin cells are kind of getting reorganized. And, um, so that takes a little bit of time. So if, if we can determine that really what the new addition was, if somebody just starts a whole new routine, but included an acid serum and they've never used an acid serum before, then we can kind of say, Hey, maybe that's it. And so what we'll do is we'll tell them, cause I suggest using, I mean, I can't speak for every acid serum out there, but in my line, we have four of them, and I suggest people use it three nights on, three nights off. And the concept uh, behind that, just FYI, is that night one, you break through the concrete. Night two, works a little deeper. Night three, it works even deeper. And then after three nights, you go off of it, and now you feed all those new cells for three nights with like a a hydrating serum, something with peptides, antioxidants, whatever, you know, hyaluronic acid, whatever it may be, and you keep doing that three-night, three-night routine going back and forth. But if somebody's new to exfoliation, three right out of the gate might be a little strong. So I'll typically suggest them to just use, um, maybe back off and use it like one night a week, eventually work up to two nights a week. And so that's kind of the first thing I'll tell people is if they're not used to using exfoliators, that would kind of be the one to pay attention to. But sometimes, sometimes it could be a moisturizer. And so sometimes I'd like people to kind of get off of that because that could just be it's just a little too heavy for the skin. So, so sometimes if I if I suspect it's more of a moisturizer, I'll tell them to get off of it. But okay. not with the, I, the with the acid exfoliators, they need to push through that. Okay, push through your acid exfoliators, and if you predict
2: or it seems like it's your moisturizer, just cut it out immediately and see what happens.
0: And lighten up, lighten, lighten
2: up. I actually I love that advice. I think that's perfect. Yeah, we get a lot of questions about that. I think that's a big mistake that people probably make. Just layering it on the creme.
0: And, and don't get me started on skin oils. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Renee? And we'll end the podcast now. No! <laughs> no, but I'm,
2: I'm actually curious. Like, I personally, I, I do use skin oils from time to time. I wouldn't say they're, like, a must-have in my personal regimen. Just... For me and personally and so
1: many people that we've spoken to are obsessed are, are, well a lot of our listeners are obsessed but i feel like a lot of people in the industry like are not are not
0: yeah so so you all know something yeah tell me about skin oils so i'll make it short and sweet okay. so one is let me start with cleansing balms right mm-hmm. so i kind of put that in the family or a cleansing oh, oil yeah okay. so people love to wash their face with that and they're like oh you know it takes my makeup off and oh my skin feels so soft afterwards and i can't ever imagine using a regular cleanser again because those leave my skin dry, etc. Well, a cleansing oil or a cleansing balm has a lot of oils in it. So natural. I mean, so it does a great job, especially if you wear a lot of makeup, there's no doubt it will break that down, but it deposits oil on the skin afterwards. So it, de- it deposits a coating of oil, which is why the skin feels so nice and soft. And people are like, Ooh, I love how it makes my skin feel. But the reality is oils moisturize the skin. The whole purpose of a cleanser is to clean the skin, right? We're not trying to moisturize. That's not the point that the moisture comes in. That's We're going to address that later, but you want a clean slate. And so the mistake that people make is, you know, certainly in the morning, as I talked about, sun protection should be your number one focus. But if you have this thin little layer of, Oil yeah. on the skin. Even if this, you know, you wash the face, you wipe with a washcloth, it's not going to feel greasy. So it's not like you feel like you've got this layer of oil, but that softness meant it coated that. And then when you want your vitamin C serum to go on and your sunscreen, you may not be coating those cells efficiently. Makes complete sense. What about if you double cleanse? Right. So that would be a better option. Okay. So then do a double cleanse if you need to. Got it. Because well, so we then know you that your friend that. Caroline loves a she double cleanse. does. Okay. And to each his own. To each his own. But this is just my philosophy on it. So that's that. Also, quick quick side note, talking about cleansing in the morning, you should always wash your face in the morning because people are like, well, I, you know, I didn't wear makeup before I went to bed. But again, like you want that clean canvas, that clean slate, because your focus is to make sure your sunscreen can properly coat those cells. Great. So that's that. So cleansing oils, you know, everybody loves, you know, I think what happens is everybody loves a glow and you put an oil on and your skin is shiny and light reflective. And it's like, "Oh, my skin glows. But the reality is you know, only certain skin types can can use an oil. If you're somebody that has breakouts, you know, even if you feel dry on the surface, maybe it's because your barrier is damaged and you're using things that are drying. But if you have breakout, there's oil under there somewhere because oil breeds bacteria and bacteria leads to breakouts. So people with who have oil, just don't need oil. That's not what your skin needs. But secondly, they're also kind of using oils incorrectly and they're putting it on underneath a moisturizer, but the molecule for the oil is the largest. And that should go on top as a, uh, like a top coat. It's supposed to seal everything in. So like, for example, vintner's daughter i think it's called a serum mm-hmm. and i feel like that's misleading i mean i actually i haven't even seen how they recommend using it so i'm not necessarily calling that out but the fact that it's a serum right we're like maybe yeah. they do recommend it under moisturizer i have no
1: idea but. they recommend well they recommend that you use it alone but because it's a serum you can use a moisturizer on top okay but you don't have to
2: i do think though the term oil serum is completely misleading for a lot of people Absolutely. and i'm not speaking about vintner's daughter right i'm, I'm just saying that I I think we get in general a lot of questions. Well, what about an oil serum? Like I love my serum, but you guys said use oil as the very last step in your routine. But mm-hmm. what about an oil serum? Right. So, and I'm like, it's an it's oil. It's an oil. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an, an oil. oil. It's not a yeah. serum. Right. So yeah. you're not going to get. Go it's last. not a treatment. It's yeah. not something that you're going to get the. If it's claiming to be a treatment, I feel like it's just a, a hack because it's not actually giving you the treatment that you need cuz you're not going to be applying it in the right way right your moisturizer is going to be adding an extra barrier, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It's right. not going to be, you know,
0: efficacious. Yeah. So, so it should um, always be the last step. Okay. You can use over moisturizer. Oils are all, I mean, but they are good if somebody's like swimming in a chlorinated pool. It's going to kind of give that barrier to Ooh. prevent, like, you know, chlorine from drying out the skin. So they Funny have their fact. place. But I also, if somebody does have, you know, some oil, or they break out once in a while, the best way to use an oil, if they are going to use it, is to put their moisturizer on the one that's appropriate for the skin type because that's what's really penetrating the pores, right? So it might be an oil-free moisturizer. That would be ideal or whatever. That should go on because, again, that's what's touching the skin. And if you feel like you want to use an oil or need an oil, then you take a couple drops, rub it in the palm of your hands, and then just pat it on. Don't massage it. So you're literally just like just putting like a barrier over the skin. So if somebody lives up in New York and it's really cold out in the winter, I mean, the skin can dehydrate any skin type can dehydrate. So oils can be good for that barrier, but you just don't want to, if you have some acne, you just don't want to be massaging it in. Got it. So just pat. Wow. Learn so much in just this combo. So
1: much. I hope you I guys. I still learn. I hope
2: you guys have yeah. your notepads note pads Yay. out.
1: Just scribbling away.
2: Learned. So, did you see my hair flip? I yep. learned so much. <laughs> Still
0: <laughs> oh, thank after you. all these years. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Renee. Thank you're you, so Renee. Welcome. Thanks
0: for having me on. I love you guys. Love you so cheering much. for you. Oh gosh, and I best. listen to you every week faithfully. Oh,
2: oh. Renee. Yes. So where yeah, can people so find
0: you? Okay, so uh take the skin type quiz. You can get in your nine skin types. Then from the website is my blog. And if you want to be a smarter skincare consumer, you're just gonna go down that rabbit hole. I've been had a blog for 10 years, I have over a thousand posts. And then my company IG is Renee Skincare. Um, and that's really where we talk about skincare. And then my personal IG, I definitely do talk about skincare, but like I went away for my birthday and we went to all those honky tonks with my- my with my niece and so I talk about you know all things going on in my life. So it's less about skincare, but if you just uh, follow them all because they're all so great. Yeah, follow
2: <laughs> Renee's whimsical life. Yeah. She has a lot of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're we're so glad that we were able to get Renee on. Um I we just Blessed. text we had I had Sarah ask um well, during her facial and then I she gave the a puppy dog guys. and we just whipped this out. So we're so happy to have her. You can find us on Instagram, Gloss underscore Angelus. Send us some DMs. Uh, be engaged. We love to post questions yeah. and we love to post memes. It's and our favorite thing. Like. Subscribe. Like. Review. Yes, please. If you are subscribed to us on Apple, please send us uh, a lovely comment. We read um, all of
1: them. And thank you to everyone who has already left a comment. It
2: has made our day. Um, it also helps us to get pushed higher into the list so that people that are interested in fashion and beauty on Apple Podcasts can find us and we can grow. Yeah. Yay! And we can do more of these. Um, we're also on Twitter, Gloss Angeles Pod, and you can find us on Facebook. Our page is Los Angeles, and we have our very special Facebook group that you can join and uh, meet with and, and interact with like-minded skincare and beauty junkies. Lots of good chatter on there. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!